Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. But what can happen is you can sometimes sacrifice your well-being by ignoring those red flags and just diving head on. Can we talk about red flags for a minute? You see, a lot of times you'll have a narcissistic relationship that starts off and it seems normal. It doesn't seem like there's an issue, doesn't seem like there's a problem, but then when people start taking a step back and they look back at the past and they're kind of like, you know what, now that I look at it, I actually saw the red flags, I just chose to ignore them. You see, a lot of times that red flag is kind of like that gut feeling or the idea of like in your mind you're like I think something's wrong and then you just explain it away. Red flags are really easy for people to explain away because they want to have connection. They want to have a relationship and who wouldn't? I mean that's why people look for relationships. They want that connection. They want that love, that affection, things like that. But oftentimes they get to the place where they become either desperate or they just try to excuse away and justify a lot of things that ends up hurting them in the long run because they're ignoring red flags. I don't know how many times I've talked with people on one-on-one and I sit down and they're talking to me and I'm like, when did y'all first meet? What was the first interaction like? Like what was like the love bombing stage? How did that appear? Just to get an idea of like their type of narcissist or what's going on. And a lot of times they'll sit there and be like, you know what? Like the first date, I actually didn't like the guy. Like the first date, like the girl like really kind of turned me off. Like I wasn't really interested. And a lot of times people will see the red flags on the first date, but they'll explain it away. You know, they'll explain away why he was oversharing information about all his exes. Well, he's just had, you know, a bunch of drama. Okay, well, maybe it's because he's caused a lot of drama. Or they'll explain away, like, why she's coming across so strong in one area because she's not used to being told no and well that's from childhood and the parents never told her no so as a result she's going to do whatever she wants to get her way you know maybe there's small red flags of like getting into it where you're just like wait a second like i'm not comfortable with this and then how they make you feel it's very often you'll have especially in like covert relationships things like this you'll express a boundary And then you'll find yourself a couple minutes later or an hour later or a day or a week later going back on that boundary because the other person has made you feel bad for setting a boundary. They've made you feel bad for setting a line in the sand of like, hey, I'm not comfortable going to this level. I'm not comfortable doing this. I don't appreciate how you're talking to me. I don't like how you're being disrespectful. Like I'm not comfortable in how you're interacting with these other people. And you set that boundary, and then all of a sudden, the narcissist is like, nope, screw that. They either break it right away, or they'll come alongside, and they'll ease into it to a place where all of a sudden, you start thinking like, wait a second, like, I'm actually way too controlling. I'm way too controlling of a girlfriend. I'm way too controlling of a, of a spouse to put this on them. 
And that's exactly what the narcissist wants. They want you to think that you're the controlling one when in reality, they're the one behind the scenes pulling the levers, controlling everything about your life, your perception, your perspective, like everything that's happening, they're trying to control and manipulate that. And they'll continue to do that so that you ignore the red flags. So as you're in the relationship, as you're going through and you start seeing those little red flags, like it's, it's a warning, it's a red flag for a reason. You know, but oftentimes we want to explain it away. We want to push it aside because we're looking for that validation. I've had some people that they've been in a narcissistic relationship. One person I was talking to the other day, she'd been in a narcissistic relationship. She'd left. She'd been like clean from all narcissistic relationships for like 10 years. And as soon as she started back up, boom, right back in. Because of the fact that she wanted a relationship so bad, she was willing to ignore the red flags right off the bat. She saw the red flags. There's red flags in the first date, in the first interactions, in the interactions with the family, in the interactions with friends, like I'm not getting added on social media. I'm not getting introduced to friends or family. Like I feel like a lot of his life is like separate. He doesn't open up about different things. Maybe it's just like he's not developed like emotionally. All these type of things happen to be small and big red flags that a lot of people ignore. And a lot of people want to justify the other person's behavior. When you start justifying someone else's behavior or their lack of growth or whatever it might be, you start enabling them to just continue that abuse more because of the fact that they're like, oh, well, yeah, like that's that's what it is. It was my trauma. It was because of this, because of this. And all of a sudden you'll start to see all their red flags are red flags that they accuse you of holding. Well, you know, I wouldn't be this messed up if it wasn't for our relationship. I wouldn't be this anxious about where you go if you would just be honest with me. And they start twisting every single thing back on you. And as a result, you start being the one that's holding the red flags and you're the one that's ignoring the red flags. So in that relationship, you have to set boundaries. You have to be able to see quickly and listen to what's actually going on in your gut a lot of times of like, hey, this doesn't feel right. This seems like a red flag. Like we're going way too fast in this relationship. Like we've only been seeing each other for like two days and he's already saying I love you. Like we've only been on on a date like twice and now we're spending 24-7 together with each other. We've only been dating for a month and he just asked me to marry him. Like there's all these different aspects that pop up as red flags. And for the people in the moment, they're like, wow, like we're so in love. Like everything's clicking. It's just like perfect. Normal relationships don't accelerate that fast. Now, are there stories of people out there that have gotten married that fast? Yes, but there is a ton more of people that have gotten stuck in an abusive relationship or a relationship that's toxic because they jumped in so fast that they didn't have time to observe the red flags. They zoomed into that relationship while all the time all these red flags are zipping by because they wanted that connection because they wanted that relationship, because whatever it might be. Oftentimes people are looking to fill something. Narcissists are looking to fill a void. Sometimes other people are looking to fill an aspect of like connection, of love, of value. And those are not bad things. But what can happen is you could sometimes sacrifice your well-being by ignoring those red flags and just diving head on, just diving straight in. So sometimes when I talk to people, I'm like, hey, like a red flag like early on, one is like oversharing, like an, like first date, 
second date of the narcissist just completely oversharing. Like she's sitting there and she's giving you a giant litany of everything that's ever happened in her relationships. All the different exes, all the different experiences, all the things that happened. You're like, you're starting to feel like that uncomfortable feeling. Like you're starting to feel like, wait a second, like this doesn't feel like it should be shared at the beginning. Like this is like just the first date. This is just like the second date. And it feels like oversharing. If it feels like oversharing, it might actually be oversharing. Um, just because a lot of times they'll bring that up. Some of that is like trophy showing of like, you know, this happened, this happened, this happened. It might not appear like trophy showing. Like they might not be like saying, oh, look at this. Like it just might be like, oh, like I was a victim here. I was a victim here. I was a victim here. And you start seeing like a repetitive pattern. They'll also do that with like past relationships, but they'll do that with like past things in their childhood of, you know, hey, this is my life story. First date, this is my life story. I did, I was this, 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 this. And all of a sudden you start realizing like, wait a second, like this is a little too much information the first time because you have to get to know this person. A lot of times oversharing can be like a red flag. Uh, another red flag like early on is telling them no and seeing the response. You'd be surprised how many people saw early on that their no prompted a response, but they ignored it. They discounted it. They're just like, oh, well, it's because he's an only kid. Or, oh, it's because she's been entitled. Like, oh, it's because of, and they'll, they'll literally explain a lot of things away like super fast when in reality, like, hey, this is going to cause big problems down the road when you're in a relationship with this person and they do not respect you because they will not listen to your no. If someone isn't going to listen to your no, you need to run. Like that's a giant red flag because if they've been used to getting their way the entire time, that means they're gonna be used to getting their way with you, with emotionally, with physically, with sexually, like everything is gonna come at you hot and heavy because of the fact that they're not used to getting told no. So if you're gonna stand up to them, they're just gonna roll right over you and make sure that they get what they want. So be really careful about that. Oversharing or the idea of saying no. Setting boundaries is one that you'll see. Now it's kind of along the lines of saying no, but there's there's a difference. Like one's actually saying like, no, I don't want to do this or no, I don't want you to do this. A boundary is sometimes more like, hey, I don't feel comfortable if we do this or I have lived this way. I want to continue this direction or like whatever it might be, like different boundaries that you set in place. Like I'm not really comfortable in how much you're communicating with the opposite sex or like I'm not really comfortable in these relationships that you have that you say are friends, but they're definitely acting more like friends. So like different things like that, where it's not actually coming out and saying like, no, but it's just trying to like set a boundary. And what will happen a lot of times with boundaries is one, if you set a boundary, a lot of times the narcissist will just fly off the handle and try to blow up and get it turned around back on you that you're controlling, you're manipulating of like trying to set a boundary for them. Okay. The other times, like they'll just kind of slide under the radar a little bit and they'll go up and they'll try to test that boundary. Like how close can I get? Okay. She didn't really care. So now I'm going to go farther. Now I'm going to go farther. He didn't really notice. So I'm going to keep doing this and see what kind of response he gets. Sometimes it's kind of like playing. It's like testing the waters. The other way is like getting you to break the boundary of you having a set boundary of, hey, I do not want to do this. And over time, they wear you down and push you so much that you're the one that breaks that boundary. Fine, we'll just do it. Fine, we'll go ahead and do this. Like it's whatever. Let's go ahead and do this just to make you happy. If you're doing something in the relationship just to make the other person happy, that means you're losing part of yourself because both of you need to be working together to make the relationship happy. If it's just one, it's not going to work. And all they're going to do is just suck the life out of you piece by piece. So in these relationships, look out for red flags and look out early. 
know, some people keep asking me, like, what does life look like after a narcissistic relationship? Like, getting back into the dating field and everything like that. Like, what's that look like? Well, how do we how do we protect ourselves? You know, from getting stuck with a back with a narcissist. I got to do another video on that. But like, just start off by educating yourself about narcissism and looking for the red flags. Like, those are really key and really huge because if you can identify it, if you can see it, if you can acknowledge what it is and what's happening, you have a higher chance of not falling back into a relationship with a narcissist, with an abusive person. But be careful. Be very careful. Look for those red flags. Trust your gut. And when it starts going off of like, hey, this might be a red flag, give it a little bit more credibility than what you have in the past because it's your safety that we're talking about. Hope you guys have liked what you've seen here. Please subscribe, follow me, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I would love to have you listen to the podcast because it's not on here and it's not on any of those other platforms. It's just in the podcast. So um, Apple or Spotify, please go on there. Just listen, give it a listen. Uh, it's a little bit trying to motivate and inspire than just talking about narcissism, trying to be able to help as well like change our mindset, change our focus of like, where do we go from here? How do we focus on a new day, a new future, a new life that's going to continue to give us healing and change? Uh, if you're interested in talking to me one-on-one, -on -one, reach out on the website, rawmotivations.com. Check out the podcast on there, some videos. Also checking out, check out the NARC app that's coming out as well. So it's in the approval process. Hopefully it's coming out pretty soon. Thanks so much.